go. Hi everyone, it's Jenny Hickman here with Jenny's Tattletales, and today we have Scottish epic fantasy writer uh, John. Oh, did it wrong already? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Andrew John Ray. Okay, hello everyone, it's Jenny Hickman here uh, from Jenny's Tattletales, and today we have a. Uh, epic fantasy writer, Andrew Rainey, uh, and he writes the series Spirits of Vengeance. And today we are spotlighting Assassin Aranek. Now you're going to make sure that I said that right, right? Assassin of Aranek, that's correct. Assassin of Aranek. Okay. And uh, so welcome. I'm so glad to have you here. I'm glad to be here. Uh, so you said that it's uh, in the evening uh, in Scotland yeah. right now, and you are in Glasgow. I am. In yeah. the sun, sunny Govan area of Glasgow, which is actually, it, we usually say that with a sense of irony, but it is actually sunny today, so it's been really nice. Hey, that's perfect. Okay, so I live in the Seattle area or Washington State, and so my outside look prob looks probably close to what your outside looked like today. So it's always yeah. raining and gray. And Se <laughs> I think Seattle gets more rain than Scotland. I think um, when I was little bit, yeah. little bit, yeah, yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. Or if it's not rain, well, they're kind of similar because when I was in Scotland, the same thing, it was more like a drizzle. You'd have like the little drizzle and, you know, some people, you could always tell the tourists because they'd run for their umbrellas and, you know, true yeah, Washingtonians do not use umbrellas. <laughs> we've just come out of like, February was just a full month of rain. It was like oh. biblical proportions of rain. So I'm kind of <laughs> glad that it's over now. <laughs> oh, perfect. All right, so I have a couple questions for you. Uh, my yeah. first one is, here's here's a tough one. We're gonna start with the tough one. What is the most inspirational thing you have done in your life? Oh, so I could answer this so many different ways. I'd say for me personally, was taking a year out to go traveling um, oh. because, you know, when you do that, you when you extract yourself from your own life and go and do something that you've always wanted to do, it's a big risk because you're giving up your job, you're going away from your friends and family. So yeah, that'd probably be my answer. So, Where did you um, go? Everywhere. Um, so I went, I was traveling in 2011 and I actually, my first book was a non-fiction book based on my blog at the time. So oh, I was lovely. keeping a blog when I was traveling. So I went to Southeast Asia, um, Australia, New Zealand, Fiji, South America, I was meant to go to Central America, but broke my leg. Uh, so I had to get a 34 hour flight home uh, which was enjoyable with loaded up with painkillers um, but <laughs> the reason I was doing it was because I was turning 30 and I'd always wanted to travel before I turned before I turned 30 uh, and a few of my friends had arranged to meet me in New York for my 30th birthday and obviously I'd come home early so I had to work for like six weeks just to get better and make sure that I could fly and went oh. back to New York on my crutches to celebrate my birthday. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, it was, it was a good end to an epic trip. Like. And you and you ended your epic trip in New York. I mean, that you can be, that's pretty crazy there. Yeah, start. So I've done, done a little tour. So I've done a New York, Boston, Chicago, then went up to Canada, then we done Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, and then I flew back ah. to New York. Oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's, I've been, you're from Chicago, Andrea. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Ch Chicago was one of our favorite stops because a few of my friends came with me for that leg. And it was Halloween and Chicago oh, yeah. over Halloween it, was just it's so crazy. beautiful. Yeah. And we went out on, we went out 
to a few bars on Halloween night, and it, it was just epic. It really was. And people were so nice. It is. I mean, in the city, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Now, when you go outside the city in the cornfields, it's just cornfields. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you love that most people don't like and would not probably understand about you? Editing. I love editing. <laughs> yes. Um, I always, always see people. I'm quite, I'm quite uh, thingy on Twitter. Like I go on Twitter quite a lot, and I always see people moaning about editing, and I'm like, but that's where the magic happens. That's where your fun happens, you know. I oh, always so find... you like editing? Okay, so yeah, I don't understand I... that about you. <laughs> no, I, I think I think it comes from. Um, so I I've got a background in screenwriting, so I, I studied screenwriting, got a like a master's in screenwriting and most of your work when you're screenwriting comes from your second draft your third draft your fourth draft whereas uh, I think I think people kind of view books as a little bit different they think most of the work goes into the the first the first draft and then it's all kind of polishing and editing whereas I just do the opposite I do a rough first draft and then I go in and like no this doesn't work that doesn't work I, I properly you know take it apart and put it back together again so your so your first draft is kind of your creative like uh, outline, <laughs> and then yeah. your 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 next uh, that meaty kind of area is in the is in your second edit or is it in each edit that goes on after that? Over the second and maybe the third edit is where the I'd say the the fun happens. It's more I'll, I'll plot it. I'm a plotter, not a pantser. Um, so I plot it very well, and then I'll do the first draft, and if I have any ideas to change it that I'll just write them and put them aside. And then in the second draft, I'll go through all my ideas and go, yeah, that was brilliant. Or no, that was horrible. Why did I even think of that? <laughs> but it's where it's, it's, it's where I usually find some of the connections come from. Um, like I remember the first book when I was writing it, um, I was like, oh, this doesn't really work or this character doesn't fit in as well. So you're trying to find a, like a, a family link or a plot link or something. And when you make those connections in your second draft and your third draft, you're like, oh, amazing. This, this book's finally clicking, you know, it's, <laughs> it's brilliant. So yeah, I love editing. That's awesome. That's really, it's really great and refreshing to meet somebody that does like that editing kind of process. That's And, it, and if you're getting your inspiration that way, that's that's actually really important that, that you understand it and you get it because a lot of people don't. And then they write their first draft and they're like, oh, well, and then they don't finish it. They don't do yeah, anything more with it because they think it's too it, hard or whatever. It's a slog to them, yeah. But not, yeah. not to me, it's just, to me, it's part of the overall process. It's not a separate thing, you know? Perfect. That's great. That's great. And you said you were a screenwriter uh, before this. Is that right? Or uh, Before and during. So this, this book, the first book actually started life as a screenplay. Um, it was a funny story because I was studying um, screenwriting in Bournemouth, which is a, a city just uh, southwest uh, in England. But I was working in London, so I was uh, commuting back and forth. And oh. for our last year project, we had to write a feature film. And I wanted to write an epic fantasy tale <laughs> and ended up writing double the amount of words that I was meant to and had to repeat the year because I'd basically failed that unit for doing too much work. <laughs> um, but my lecturer at the time who was helping me with the script basically said, this isn't a script, this is a book. Oh. Go away, figure out the world because it was essentially paint by numbers. You know, boy gets a sword, has to go on a venture. And, and it, <laughs> you know, it, you sometimes need people to say to you, this is rubbish, which is what she was saying, but in a really nice way. 
Um, and it wasn't until years later that I picked it up again and found a better way to tell the story, which was to tell it through the, the character of Kamina, who at that point was such a minor character. She had like one or two lines and then disappeared. <laughs> but you realise that she's got more to lose. Um, so it, the, the revelation for me was when I was looking at the characters in the story and um, took a step back and said, who has the most to lose in this story? And if I, I realized if I found a way for Kamina, who was the younger sister, she didn't want to go on an adventure. So she was going to be forced to go on this quest, then she would have the most to lose. Um, so yeah, and then it all started kind of clicking together. Oh, I love that. That's great. And this, that's book one? So that's that book, book one, one, yeah. Okay, um, okay. What inspires you in your life and in your work? Hey, oh, everything, absolutely everything. Um, I'm, uh, I'm one of the kind of newer generation of writers where um, I play a lot of video games. So I get, I get a lot of inspiration from video games. Um, and if anyone's read the first two books, they'll see a lot of like tiny little nods to Legend of Zelda and Xenoblade Chronicles, uh... things like that, uh, Skyrim. Um, but yeah, pretty much everything. Like, um, you know, I, I do a lot of creative things. This, is, this isn't just my only outlet. Uh, so like I'm a filmmaker, screenwriter, uh, I run a website about Glasgow as well, uh, so I do a lot of photography and that. So, just just everything in general, I kind of like. I, I see beauty everywhere and want to write about it, and I also see problems everywhere, and you want to write about it to tackle those problems. Um, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I it's and Glasgow and Scotland in and of itself is kind of an inspirational country. It's you know there's so much history and stories and lore and everything, music, and it's just so much creativity in that area that uh, I, I imagine that you just have to walk out your door sometimes <laughs> to be inspired. I mean, when, maybe, when maybe I was I'll there, just outside my door, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know that, you know, you go to areas of, of uh, Scotland and England and, you know, they call it a uh, new town and new town is older than America. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's interesting. It was fascinating to me to look at those buildings and go, Oh my God, the people that have walked through these, these doors. So yeah, it's very it, inspiring. It's, it's funny because like when you, when I've, cause, cause I've traveled around the world, I've seen things, I've, I've seen things, um, <laughs> but I've, I've seen, I've seen a good portion of the world now. And you, you realize that you realize certain areas of the world are very new, very fresh. They don't have the history um, for example, down the road, there's a there's a church in Govan that has these old stones that they unearthed in their churchyard, and they think they're dated like thousands of years ago from the days of the old Scottish kings. And you're like, it's fascinating. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do. It really I, is. When when I'm not in Scotland, you kind of after a while you miss it because it's even though it's such a small country, it is just you know you go like you say maybe not at my doorstep, but if I go half an hour north, I'm at Loch Lomond, an hour north, I'm at the, you know, the mountain ranges. It's just beautiful. Yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Uh, have you uh, written any other books that are not published yet? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I haven't written the third Spirits of Vengeance yet, um, but it's there. Um, the, the, the idea is there. I, I know what I'm doing. I just need to actually sit down and do it. Um, but the first book that I published um, was called My Right Leg is Tastier Than My Left, which was... Uh... That, that fascinated me. Now tell me about that book, because I, I was just like, what? <laughs> so, 
when I was traveling around the world, I was keeping a travel blog. And when I came home, I was I was basically unemployed for six months. I had nothing to do. And I was like, I was looking at these, I think it was roughly 400 pages. And I was like, I should do something with this. And, you know, um, about this time, self-publishing was just becoming a, a popular thing to do. Like Amazon had just launched their uh, KDP or create space back then and i was like why, why don't i publish this and see what happens so i published it for a pound you know it wasn't it wasn't a lot and people bought it and i was like oh, people are buying <laughs> this it's very um so that was 10 years ago that i started the journey so I, I started it in january 2011 so it's now 2021 so i was looking at the book going i should redo this because it's full of errors and grammar like grammatical errors spelling errors everything so i should go back and do something with this because i took it off sale uh, partly because the cover was basically me and a bra from a, a pub in New Zealand <laughs> and we had to dress up and I was like oh, yeah maybe maybe take that down that's not going to help me get a job um, but I'd like to, I'd like to go back and revisit it and because we've been in lockdown for over a year now because of the coronavirus um, my wife and I were like thinking of starting a podcast and we were going to do two podcasts one in Glasgow and then I said why don't we do one in traveling and we can talk about um yeah. the adventures that we've been on you know so but in a roundabout way it's going to come back to that book because it's you know it's a good title um so yeah. hopefully if I get that re-edited it will be on sale <laughs> later this year well I can tell you that uh, my very first book I, it was very similar I, I did the same exact thing where I, she I gave me the book and I was with the first book yeah yeah <laughs> because I I had written it and it was just to see if I could do it and that kind of thing and and then, you know, but it always kind of bothered me because of the grammar and the punctuation. I didn't have all the resources that I have now. And so, you know, it just, whatever. And I sat on it and sat on it and sat on it. So if I could give you any advice, I would say, don't sit on it, just do it. Because I just did that too. And uh, and I, I put a different title on it. And, uh, uh, but I did close some arcs that needed to be closed. And yours is nonfiction, right? That one, the yeah. one you did that was traveling. Yeah, so... Um, you know, I, I closed some arcs that needed some finishing touches and stuff. And I'm so happy that I did it. So go out and do it because I, I think that you'll have you'll be happy. I'm definitely good. At it. it was it was more coming up with the approach because it's nonfiction. It's kind of different than anything else I do. Um, and I was like, do I, do I do it where, you know, you see books that are written by two different people and they have two different kind of narrative strands. I was like, so do I, do I revisit it and put my own thoughts from 10 years in the future or do I just go and re redo it? So I've, I've been playing with a couple of different kind of uh, tools and I'm not sure which way to go, to be honest. So uh, as soon as I, as soon as I make a decision, I'll be, you know, uh, all, for, all fired That's up for great. it. That's great. Uh, let's see. So uh, if you could spend time with one of your characters uh, from your book, what would it be? Who would it be? And what would you do during that day? Uh so there's a character called Ennis Bangar, who okay. is a former soldier turned marauder, turned soldier again. And his story, because it's still to finish, so I'm not going to give it away, but his story is rather tragic, but funny. And he likes a good beer. So it would probably <laughs> be him. And... Just a wee dram. Just a wee dram, no. Just a wee dram. Um, because, well... Fun enough, in the second book, um, as an aside to that story, um, there's a brewery in Scotland called Brewdog. Um, and they're in America now. They've got a they've got a brewery in Ohio and uh, a hotel there as well. Oh. And I'm a I'm a shareholder because um, you could invest in them. 
and there's a few there's a few subtle nods to Brewdog in the in the second book. So oh, um, lovely! Him. I love that. I would, I would take him. I would take him to Brewdog uh, and have a few beers. Perfect. Okay, so uh, you know, one thing that I do like to do at the end of, of these is is to have my last question be, what would you like to most say to your readers? And this is your time to kind of say whatever it is that you'd like to say to the readers that you have, future readers that you might have, any promotions that you have going on, anything like that. So tell us, uh, tell us, what what would you like to most say to the readers out there and listeners? Um, to the to the ones that have already read it and bought the books thank you so much especially the feedback like some people contact me and they have questions um some of them are angry with what i've done with the characters but it's, <laughs> it's nice that it, it's nice to see them getting invested emotionally in a character like i i hate reading books and just feeling cold because the characters are there as a plot point or a device and i, I try and flesh out my characters as much as possible to me they are real people you know in a, in yeah. a, in a odd sense um to people that haven't read it why not <laughs> it would be my only question it's epic um but no, seriously. yeah I, I think i think with the second book especially um because the, the first book i worked on and on and off for like eight to ten years whereas the second book was half of that and i was very nervous about releasing it and seeing how people reacted and then when it started getting the kind of same four and five star reviews that the first one did i was like oh thank god ah. um so yeah it's it's been well reviewed please go read it if you like fantasy oh lovely and anything coming up uh not promotion wise no i'm so so busy as i've kind of taken i i had a i had a launch window of december to march which we're now hitting the end of um but my time is now being spent prepping a short film um that's oh. been delayed so we're, we were meant to shoot this last year and then as soon as the coronavirus out we we're kind of like we cannot do this so um we've just been kind of holding off waiting until lockdown oh. gets released and we're hoping it's getting released in may over here oh. so we should be shooting that in may and june so i'm just trying to prep it beforehand anything you want to share on that is there uh can you share um, anything on that yes um it's not a secret or anything um so a couple of years ago <laughs> we we crowdfunded a, a film called the water rats which we filmed with uh, two young actors in glasgow and we actually raised enough money to to do a smaller second one and I put a call out for scripts. The idea was that the scripts had to be the water rats was all up. It's it an analogy for like animal cruelty, and so we had to find mm -hmm. a script that was of a similar message, but maybe in a more positive slant because water rats is a very downbeat film. Um, <laughs> so we we found a lovely script by a writer called Callum Brown, um, called Savior of the Our Streets. And it's about a homeless man who encounters a homeless dog and they kind of, you know, do I say hook up? Because that sounds like they're in a romantic relationship, <laughs> but they, 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 they enter into this lovely friendship. And oh, no. it's, um, it's been two years, I think, since we found the script. And we were going to, like I said, we we're going to shoot it last year. Kind of glad we didn't now because I've, I've been able to find a better location than the first oh, location we were going to use, okay. which is nice. Um, so it uses more of Glasgow scenery, um, which was a big part of both Callum and I's wish was to show Glasgow and to show a lot of the artwork and scenery. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad. Uh, in, a, in a roundabout way, I'm kind of glad we got a delay. Yeah, that's really nice. And you guys are all staying uh, safe and healthy out there. And uh, are you about ready to have your... your uh, country open up a little bit more yeah so um 
they've been doing the vaccinations and stages like by age group. So my parents have had theirs there in their 60s. Um, me and my wife still haven't even been told when we're getting ours, but I imagine it'll be April or May. But we've been told from April, things are going to start easing. By May, you know, pubs and restaurants will start opening. So hopefully by summer, we'll be we'll be back to some sort of normal. Oh, so even your pubs and your pubs and restaurants aren't even open yet then nothing nothing's open uh so essentially it's essential shops so anything that sells like food that's sort of, um and some restaurants are open but only takeaway so you have to get it delivered or you, oh. you can go you can go collect it there's certain shops that are open where you go park your car and they'll bring whatever you've ordered out to you um but yeah, other, other than that, we're kind of, we're still, still very much still locked in. Shut in. Yeah. Oh, well, I'd like to say thank you so much for joining us today because this has been an absolute pleasure. It's kind of actually catapulted me back into Scotland for a place that I absolutely <laughs> love, love, and I can hardly wait to go back. Um, so th I'd like to thank you, thank you so much, Andrew, for coming on and joining us. And I wanted to uh, let everyone know out there that Andrew will be on the website today uh, doing his author interview. And if you would like to learn more about him, you can either go on Jenny's Tattletales and find all of his links there, or you can go on to www.andrewjohnrainey.com. So thank you so much. Have a very no. blessed day. And I'm thank so happy you. you're here. <laughs> and when you come to Scotland, let me know and we'll, we'll take you out. We'll show oh, you the absolutely. <laughs> I'd love it. We'll go right back. It'd be great. <laughs> thank you so much, Andrew. Have yeah. a great, lovely day. Thank you. Rose. Thanks for having thank me. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. <laughs> Bye.